Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hey, it's Margaret. So if you send us a review and give us a five-star review, I will read it. Just like this one from Demi. Margaret has been an amazing, outstanding voice in the LGBTQ community. The topics are very current. Hearing her POV is enlightening. Her guests are also from all walks of life, so you'll never know who you will hear from next. Well, thank you, Demi. And um, please write us a review and I'll read it. Thank you. An Erio's original. You want to be feared because then you can relax. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There is a psychosexual power in this. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. You're listening to The Margaret Cho. Today we have a very special guest. It's Naomi X. Harrigan. She is an actor, stand-up comedian, and writer. She's been all over TV on Broad City and Difficult People, and she is really funny. She is really cool, and um, she has a podcast called Couples Therapy, and she's on our show today. Um, I'm excited to talk to her, so enjoy. Thank you for uh, joining me today. Um, I'm really enjoying all of your uh, pandemic shopping and living <laughs> updates. <laughs> I want to go shopping with you. If I, um, I, I, if I could, like, just because I want to see what's in your cart. I want to see all of the things that you have. <laughs> I love your take on it. And I'm so horrified of all of the people who act like we're not living in a pandemic. I know exactly what you mean, by the way, too. I know. It's like, it's really wild, the just casual nature of all of this, like literally browsing for food. Like, and who are these people? What do they think they're doing? I like Okay, before the pandemic, though, were you like that? Like when you shopped, were you really like just relaxing, checking out what's around? No, I've exactly. never been like that. Ever. Exactly. 
Exactly. I have never been like that. Like, it's like, who has time to do that? Who has the kind of life to like read a package? Like, I'm like, no, like I <laughs> don't have that kind of time. I mean, I love to eat, but I'm not like somebody that like really pays that much attention to it. Yes, you know, like I yes, yes, yes. So it's kind of more of a chore for you even. Like you're like, oh, I got to like yeah. find food. Yes. Okay. Right. I hear you on that. Like my, it's funny because my, um, it's like, I find grocery shopping always to be um, overwhelming just because especially yeah. I think whenever you're in a big store too, and it's like, okay, well, I don't know where everything is. And like, because I didn't even like it to begin with. Now you tell me I might get the Rona. Well, I'm really like going through now. Now we're like cooking with gas. There's no time to peruse. And then, like, I have a whole thing where I'm in, uh, you know, I get in my car and then I'm just sitting there and then I, I kind of disinfect everything as, as soon as I get back in my car. Right. I was just sitting there and this, this young man walks past my car, like right in front of my car and then spits a huge, <gasps> like, you know, grabs it from like inside of his yes. throat, like clean, yes. like there's a huge, like, like scouring oh. spit from like up inside of a sinus. And I see it come out and oh. like in the air. Margaret, I no. see it land on it the ground. It has form, and I, shape, and heft. And like a balloon and like a web. <laughs> and lands on the ground. And I see it. And it actually webs over, like Spider Man webs over a bush that I'm parked in front of. Dude, dude. And I'm I'm backing out of the space looking at it, and then somebody pulls in the space, and I almost opened the window and pointed, but I didn't want to open the window. <laughs> of course, right. You and can't say, let it in. And let, let the virus in. So I didn't I, – I was like, I wish I could call the person and go, <laughs> you know what? When you walk by that bush, there might be Rona, but I don't know, but I don't want to let it in. Exactly. But there, exactly. I didn't know. That's honestly, it's like, so imagine like the gall to actually do that in a time of a pandemic. You know what I mean? Like that loud, that brazen, that full. I'm surprised he wasn't just like tackled in a citizen's arrest. It was like, and it was a, he was a young, like a handsome, Uh young, uh, white boy. Like probably 22, 23 year old, Uh young, handsome man. But like, you know, fresh from an audition or something. model cattle call oh my god you know and i'm already like horrified by saliva i'm a horror i'm a horrified germaphobe anyway oh really okay so you were already yeah you were already predisposed but i think as comedians don't you think that we're pretty much like we have strong immune systems because we're always on a microphone i know it's so funny because i had a show like the last show at live show was march 4th or yeah, and I had just come back from New York and where, you know, and I was like, had done a bunch of shows in New York where, you know, at one point I walked into this, I was in a bar and it was packed as hell. And even though it was cold outside, the heat was cranked up. So it was like sweaty. And I literally joked, I was like, if this COVID thing is happening, it's happening tonight because the place was so full and it was such a breeding ground. And then it's just 10 people in a row putting their mouth to the same thing. Plus it's like, we all have been in different uh, cities all over the world and all comedians have been on the same microphone for years so right. it's like we all share the same germs because uh-huh. we're all on these one microphones with our hands and our mouth right so i really feel like all comedians we're all kind of safe because we I all hope. have that that's a good way to look at it because i was thinking like have you ever seen anyone clean a mic 
I never have. In all my years, I have never once seen like the bar owner, the comedian. I've never seen anybody wipe down a microphone. I have in um, only in a context of music. I have seen okay. singers, uh, singers, um, because a lot of singers are so paranoid about uh, catching any kind of illness. So their vocal because their vocal oh, cords yes. are so precious, and mm-hmm. any kind of shift in like health is going to mm-hmm. affect the sound. But with comedians, nobody has any sort of respect for our instruments. And we don't give right. We don't respect ourselves, our bodies, our choices. <laughs> so that does check out. <laughs> Margaret, I, you know, shortly before we were in the pandemic, I saw you and it was so funny because I saw you because like, originally, you know, I, we we're going to do this in person. I saw you on sunset. I turn and what I, who I see first is Lucia. I see the puppy first. And then literally I look at this dog and I go, <gasps> I got so excited. And then I kind of look up because like my face is already at a 10. It's like very extra. And then I look up and I go, Margaret. And it was like a double layer. And then I was Aww. like, Ish. and of course, like I didn't want to, I didn't want to approach you like out in the street. But then I also like, I was obsessed with her. She was just so petite and was wearing a coat and I like lost it. Oh, I was in heaven. And I just need you to know that, that that was a very exciting Aww. time to run it. Like, do people come up to you a lot because of her? Like, it's yes. like kind of both. It's like between you and us were like, but yes. her, I mean, no, she is uh, such a star, and she's so she just only knows love. <laughs> I just got a dog uh, within the last year. August thirtieth will be our one year anniversary. Um, that dog's haircut is so. You were that, oh, your friend yes. was so right about the Christy Baranski. <laughs> I know. I was like, literally, we picked her up. I was like, excuse me, who is this? Because especially because the girl, the woman who does her cut, she's done it a couple times. But you know, you get different people. She like really wants to make Mabel look like a doll. Like her, this like she's a young a young woman who's like she's so cute, she's so cute, and so she'll just like shape her to look <laughs> so just like a prancing ballerina. It's such a Rachel, like it's a real, like a, a it's like a beer can Rachel, like it's like a very big round brush. Yes, yes. So, what's who? Who's like the Hadids? You know the Bella Hadid and yes, Hadid? the Gigi and Bella. Their dad. <laughs> it's the father's hair. I have never seen the father's hair. Does he have a look? But the look is very. I mean, it's so chic. It's okay. a very beautiful. <laughs> I love this. Is the dog is a really isn't the dog very beautiful and calming during the time of disaster now? I think so. I mean, it's interesting because without her, right? I think I really would never leave the house, which I know would not be good for me. You know, yeah. Because I would just, you know, there'd just be no reason to. So at least with her, three times a day, I'm, you know, getting fresh air. That's perfect. Does she sleep in your bed? Of course. Oh, honey. Yeah, they have to. I love that feeling. I love that feeling. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to convince them that, um, that, you know, that they're safe with the the (laughs) thing. Like, it's like very hard to also find the right kind of like toothbrush. So we had to sort of go through, like, I I sort of started with, um, the chicken toothpaste on a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And like letting her try to eat that. And then I realized it's kind of better when she's a little bit sleepy because then she doesn't know when I'm coming at like, I'm coming with sh- <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little date rapey. Like it's a little, <laughs> it's a little like roofies to hide. Like, uh, you yeah, know, like yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when she's kind of tired, I like come at her with it. Um, I've been date raped before, so I feel like I can make the jokes about that. <laughs> I was literally on board. I was like, safe space. Safe I've space. had quite a few. <laughs> 
I've we're not saying it's a good experience. thing. We're I'm not, not proud saying of it. that it's good, but I mean, I've had I've had the experience. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, like I feel like when you have these experiences, you can make jokes about. I don't know. Um, I, and it's, <laughs> a, it's such a weird time about like making jokes because I haven't been on stage as a comic in so long that like. And then when I was watching your um, pandemic videos, I was like. Oh, I want to do comedy. Like, I was like, oh, I want to do comedy. Like, it makes me feel sad. Like, I'm like, where are we? Like, don't you feel like, oh, the urge? Like, how do you, how, uh, how are you feeling about that? Yes, that's why I've become like a front facing camera Instagram comedian. I didn't see this for my future, but it's like that feeling of wanting to get ideas out and wanting to just like, because in essence, it's like a kernel of an idea that, you know, in a different world, right? I would actually build into something, but it's just that feeling of like wanting, Wanting to do that again, wanting to put stuff out, wanting to get feedback. You know, there's a little bit of an emptiness in here. We got to fill it. We got to fill it. And it's really like what we're supposed to do. It's like comedians really need to do comedy. It's like a weird vacuum if we don't. And it's all of us that are like this. Like we're all just fucking frozen in amber. (laughs) Yeah. Like I feel like uh, I am in Pompeii stuck like in the ash yeah like, the volcano has exploded and i'm just yes. mid-coitus oh stuck. <laughs> you would be you know? mid-coitus yeah, yeah yeah you would yeah. have been unearthed mid-coitus uh-huh totally just stuck there like it's it's so tragic but at, the only thing that makes me feel good about it is that all of us are in the same place right Definitely. I think that that's what's also been interesting or why I felt more comfortable kind of talking online in a way that I hadn't, because it feels like this is the one time that we are all as even just a community, a collective, a culture having a shared experience. You know, it's almost like it's kind of like when there are award shows and everyone's like tweeting stuff. We're pretty much all watching the same thing. And so it's that feeling of like there's already a shared background and that is very rare, right? Like how often do you actually like us and total strangers just be like, yeah, we're in the exact same place. Like if we believe True. in science, you know what I mean? No, we're you're lucky. right. Yeah. It's something that unites us. And we've never had media that unites us in this way before. We never had social media in this, to this extent. Right. You know, right. And, um, a way that we could know something globally in a millisecond. And right. so that's true as well. You know, that's like an, a miracle thing. I also, but I find myself so resistant to social, especially at comedically to start. Like I know when Twitter first came out and I was like, I can't be pithy, you know, and so many people were using it to make jokes. And then initially for Instagram, I don't, I'm not someone who thinks that way where like Mm -hmm. any little funny thing I see, I'm like, snap a pic or just, um, who wants to see what I ate for dinner? Like I didn't know how to use it. I didn't get it. Did, do you feel like you were like on board from the jump? You know? No, not at all. No, no, I didn't really understand. I'm like, why would this, but I'm never, I'm very slow to adopt things. Like I just, I just never really figured it out. Like I was like, why? You know, I just right. never understood. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, the, I, that's not going to last. Like I'm so, <laughs> I just never <laughs> think things are going to last. Like, oh, that's not going to last. Like I really, in the nineties, I thought the internet, oh, that's not going to last. <laughs> the in, information superhighway. That's not gonna lie. Like it was like this weird thing of like I'm such a naysayer about things, but it's just dumb because it's like why do I think that's not gonna last? And it's not, um, you know, it, 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 there's not bounded. It's bounded any kind of reason or anything. Uh-huh. It's just this idea that like I'm just not willing to embrace new technology. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things that I think 
Oh yeah, that that probably was right. I guess like oh Periscope. I was like oh that's not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Very good call. Twitter. Yes. I kind of thought oh I see how this would. It is. Work. It's just like it's just wild. It's just weird. It feels like a strange. It's like to have a connection, but then also feel like no one's real. If that makes sense, you know, because they're not tangible. Yeah. So it's yeah. so funky when you're like all these people like know me, especially when you know. I do feel like as a comedian, as my personality, like, and you're also like a person, you're yourself, right? Like obviously Mm -hmm. heightened, written, but the same. So to me, when I am presenting, it doesn't feel like I'm presenting a different side or giving you the performative version of something. Right. And then it's kind of like this weird thing of, um, people are so, I don't know. People are so weird and shitty to comedians too, because it's like, (laughs) We're like just presenting our true selves. I mean, when, you know, when you're a personal as as political comedian, people mm-hmm. are really hostile towards, especially women, women yeah. of color. They're very hostile towards progressive women of color comedians because there's a threat there. There's a yeah. threat inherent. So yeah. There's like a, a threat to the establishment. There's a threat to the patriarchy. There's a threat to sort of like established whiteness that exists that is unsaid, but very blatant. So it's like this weird thing of like, um, you know, you're uh, just a perceived threat underlying, even though you're not like even saying anything. Right. But then that's why I also feel like there's even more pressure to be funny. Like meaning the joke has to be 10 times better because they're already like tight or they're already uh, defensive. So right. that's also like, and I know that would just, it really messed with me is stand up for a very long time is feeling that whatever I say, it's got to be like the tightest, most perfect, most whatever, you know, right. and just, right. it was like such a mind game. And then I said, you know, like I had to really get used to being like, go up and see what happens and yeah. risk. I, I didn't used to do it. I really didn't used to do it. I used to really like have my stuff planned out. I would maybe play for a minute or two in the middle. But I never felt I was too scared because I was like, they don't like me. I have to prove myself to them every time. And there's a difference yeah. between obviously wanting to do well and being ready and then assuming the audience hates you. <laughs> it's not well, a good and uh, I would just feel like so bad if I bombed because it was like I failed. And then it was like my existence was a failure. And then I would just be like, what is my point? But then I would see like these guys bomb who were like considered geniuses and then I'm like you know and their bombing was like considered like the mastery of all masks like (laughs) you know and all of you know these like open micers would like wax poetically about how all these heroes would bomb and how they were there to watch them bomb and how (laughs) how great it was and and I would think about like god you know it's like the um the the fact that it you know we're so hard on ourselves it's kind of like we just I, I was like internalizing that patriarchy and internalizing yeah. that sort of like the racism sexism yeah. inherent and and the sort of like the degree of like anti color anti female anti all that shit inside is so so prevalent in comedy you know just from your stand and stuff like I you know I get the impression your parents were also hard on you. Um, mm-hmm. And my mom, too, like, I was instilled, like, from a very early age, I was told, like, especially because I went to private schools and shit, and she was like, Naomi, these white people are not looking out for you. Nobody wants you to succeed. It is on you. 
And when you tell that to a goddamn eight-year-old, Margaret, honey, it's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. (laughs) Too much pressure. And then you're like, so you're like, okay, but I'm going to succeed in this. And you're going to like apply that drive, even though it's something different from what you're sort of perceived like you should do. You're still going to apply that laser focus to it. And then, you know, you, you put yourself on the line for that. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. When you said you hadn't been on stage in a while, you meant like pre-Coco or like just because of it? The last show that I did was March, um, maybe March 17th. And then, well, I did a show that doesn't really count last (laughs) week that was like horrible. And it was like this, it wasn't really a show. It was like um, kind of like a fake show for Mm -hmm. a, a reality show that was not really a show. It was sort of a, um, but it was, you know, a closed environment. We had all been um, tested. So it was in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was a really awful thing because uh, I, I, I wasn't well-received. And it wasn't a well-received show. And I was trying to oh. basically help these guys sort of learn to do stand-up. And they were, like, shitting on me. Because oh. I, I, I mean, you know, and it was, like, all for naught. It was a whole horrible <laughs> experience. Jeez. And I came out of that so angry. Yeah. You know, and I I was like, you know, when you do bad as a comic, usually you can go up the next night and it's all fine. Right, right, but right. But now right. I didn't have the ability. And so now I have this like fucking pulsating rage. Uh huh. Yes. That I don't have any place to put. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Fuck. like when, I mean, it's like when you have a bad show as a comic, it's like, it's a deeply disturbing thing that you can rectify right away by doing another set. And in New York, like you can do another set in 10 minutes. That night. Exactly. Exactly. That was, but I think the thing is in moving to LA, that's the thing I had to adjust to because I found, you know, even on my best week in LA, it was maybe three times a week of shows. Mm-hmm. And it was so true. Cause it was like, well, and I would always feel like, okay, the first show, you want to just like do the old stuff that makes you feel good. You get the laughs, you boost, right? Then show number yeah. two, you got that confidence, you play, you have some fun. And then show number three, you take some of the play and test it again, right? But it was, it was such a, but I did that. It was a very, it was about preserving my ego, knowing that yeah, I'm going to sit down for a little while after this and it can't be right. too, it can't be too rough. Right, right. It's like you know how to play to your uh, what you need emotionally as yes. a comedian, but also what you need to grow as an artist, which I think is important. But now in this environment, we don't really have that. So we right. just sort of like I'm realizing even after so many years of being a comedian, I actually still need to temper uh, my personality and my ego to performance like and that's mm. actually a crushing thing to realize that i still need comedy as an emotional boost and crutch like yeah. i'm kind of like kind of devastated oh no <laughs> yeah you were like hoping but you were good. on the other side like meaning i was hoping you that could I, do it without yeah. it good or bad you were like you had your equilibrium but yeah. not so much but maybe not i was Which, hoping maybe you did too good though yeah, maybe I mean, but maybe that's good. Maybe that's that's good that you never are free, which maybe that's actually better because I don't know no, if I want Margaret, to be free. You have to be free. We need to maybe, be free. No, but maybe when you're free, then it's like maybe then it's over. Maybe then you don't care because maybe when you're free, then maybe you become a director. <laughs> <laughs> then you're making commercials, right? <laughs> 
But see, I always thought like, okay, if I was free, then I would say anything I wanted and like, let the chips fall where they may. I think I'm still so preoccupied right. with being liked that sometimes right. I But it's, it's almost, you care about being liked, but you also care about laughs and you also care about being respected and you also yeah. care about being feared. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> about a lot of different things but it's really i think it really comes down to being feared do you i mean do you like being feared because i yes. feel like i'm like yeah like I'm in, i was like i was like so excited to talk to you but also scared but then i also was like i feel like that's margaret's vibe like she yeah. wants you to be like a little scared like for fun yes but it's also fun because it's like you want to be feared because then you can relax right. <laughs> oh my god there is a psychosexual power in this, in There's being this, feared yeah. and being able to relax. It's like, a, it's like a dominatrix thing. Yeah. But it's also like, then, but then it's like, then they're on their, you, you know, the audience like wants to please you. So then they're on That's their true. toes and then, then you true. can, you can, you know, give them a little bit and then, you know, then it's, then you can self deprecate and then they can yeah. relax. And it's a right. give and take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a give and take. Ain't that the truth? Oh my goodness. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. How have you been passing your time? Like, what is, I'm just asking you questions now. Like, what are you doing to feel good? Because this, like, not being able to perform is, like, real. And this feeling of, like, just in general, filling the days. Because I'm just not an internal person. Like, you've written before and done all that kind of stuff. And I'm, like, trying to do writing stuff. But then I'm like, ew, I have to be with my own brain? Gross. That's hard. It's gross. It's really gross. I, um, it's so stupid. I, I've been doing sous vide. What's that? (laughs) Sous vide is a water immersion when you cook food in water oh, with a yes, slow water yes, bath. Oh, yes, you cook S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E. Yes, yeah. okay, I've heard about this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So You're I cook food? food in a uh, slow water bath, and then <laughs> I sear it on the grill. Wait, what do you mean you cook it in a slow, like, what's slow water bath? Like, I, I've been cooking, like, um, cherry tomatoes in 185 degrees for an hour, and then I, I uh, blast it in a 450-degree oven. Okay, and I've been this doing this. Wild. This is science. I've been doing this so much that I broke my professional thermidor. Oh. I actually have to have somebody come out and look at it. <laughs> and it's so stupid. So I've been doing shit like that. Like I've been like, you know, going and um, doing like some sixty-hour short rib. Slow, oh my! <laughs> wow! Slow uh, cooking, like. 
these cooks that like last for 60 hours. I mean, this is just dumb now. Is it better? Like when you eat it, you're like, yes, it was worth that time. Yeah. But I mean, it's really, it is good, but it's gone in 10 minutes. Like I'm eating, it's only yeah. me eating it. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, I'm eating it so fast that I mean, I might as well just microwave everything. Right. So, <laughs> it is making me have to go to the store more. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. You got to go to the store once a month. Okay. Can you get to a place where you go once a month and then you're freezing some stuff? You cannot be out in these streets. It's so bad. But then I had been going, uh, also getting um, some food online, which actually had been good. And then I ordered a goose online. A goose? Yeah, a goose is really good. It's got a lot of fat, Mm -hmm. but it was really delicious. So I ordered goose. And do you just cook it like chicken? Well, um, there's different goose parts, and then I ordered a bunch of goose fat. Wait, separate? uh, You ordered the goose fat separate? Well, yeah. Well, then I ordered a goose confit, which is a goose uh-huh. cooked in fat, and yeah. then I took the, I separated the goose uh, confit from the fat, and I ate oh, the yeah. go- goose uh, parts from yeah. and, the, and the goose fat separately. And I took the goose fat, and then I made vegetables in the goose fat. Oh good. my god, this is wild. Also, like it feels like part dark web, part <laughs> Food Network that you're just getting these items. I think I want to buy um, some uh, like a capon. And then um, a, maybe a, a silky chicken. A capon is like a big chicken. It's like um, there's like different kinds of chickens. And then there's okay, like this a is too much. Chicken. This is too much. I can't. I'm not ready to face a world with multiple types of chicken. I would need yes. one, just the one. So you get a big capon. But where are you getting it from? Like you're going to like a like um a farmer. Like you know what I mean? Like direct from a farm. Well, there's like um goose. Uh, there's definitely, definitely like goose distributors. There's different like goose, um, farms, but I, I got into eating goose when I was, um, doing shows in Hong Kong. They have really, really delicious, um, goose preparations. It's a very, it's a very big, uh, Christmas kind of like Hong Kong thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's really, really good. So that's what I, I really like. Um, I love, I love Chinese food, but that's a very like, delicious thing but they don't really have it in america uh-huh i see i would risk the rona right now for like some good food that's what my thing because it's like because you can't really go anywhere or do anything i'm like all right like because then going to pick up food becomes like an activity you know what i mean like i went in the car and i went to a place and so <laughs> it's hard to know like what we can do like going to, like i also found like food delivery to be it's it's a little bit hit or miss and i think because a lot of food distribution is a lot of it's shut down because mm-hmm. they're not um, performing at like as high as a rotation. So you're not getting as high quality of food as normal. So some things are just not as fresh. Some things are not as like, you know, it's just yeah. not as popping as it usually, not, usually is. Right, right, So that's right. why it feels less. Yeah, that makes so, sense. That makes sense. That, I'm very glad we went hard. down this food, this food journey, because it's just my feeling just been like, it's just so interesting. It's just so hard to like think about anything else or talk about anything else. And then I'm always like, but we all know it's the same thing. It's like when you meet, you know, you see someone's like, hi, how are like, how are you doing? Which is obviously polite and what we do. But what can you really say to that question? You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> good. Like, you know, like, I just like shake my hand and go, uh, you know, just a sound. <laughs> But this is like a good time to talk about that because this is what we're ta- – I mean, this and the the thing about this time is like we need to like get through this and then we need to get through like all of these other things like 
the the whole thing of like what I feel is like missing is like what happened, you know, what what happened to this idea of we're going to like get rid of systemic racism, like this right. whole feeling right, of like right, right. we're going to crush systemic racism seemed to we were still we're still talking about that. We need to talk. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. I, there's so much, you know, especially like with everything going on in Portland, you know, and like secret police taking people that's in unmarked so vans. I mean, it's terrifying, but then it feels like it's also compounded by the fact that to gather um, does pose that extra, you know, worry about, you mm-hmm. know, getting sick and stuff. And it feels like they're capitalizing on that by yeah. t- like doing these things. But it does feel like it's like, okay, what are we going to do when this is all said and done? And it really did feel like right after George Floyd, you know, pe- I think part of the outrage of George Floyd was black people and people paying attention is like, we hate it. We're unhappy, but it's nothing new. I call this time right. like the Caucasian awakening. Cause it's right. not like suddenly I started to care about who I was. Right. And that my, my that I was seen as equal. It feels to me like you know white folks finally realized oh how bad this is, and that was only because they were stuck in the damn house. You know what I mean? Like right. suddenly when you're in the house and you can't distract yourself, and you right. have to see it. You know, it's a, it was like to me the equivalent of in the '60s when uh, you know the advent or you know early in television when you could see black people being hosed in Alabama, you know, and like in the South, people had to see that shit happen. To then go, yeah. oh, snap, for real? And then it was suddenly like, oh, we've got to stop this, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's it's really just, how do, you know, as you said, like, we still got shit to do. It's only begun. But then how do you stay at that level of um, vigilance, intensity, anger, sadness? Because that'll kill me. And that's what they want. That's what they want, Margaret. They want my ass in an early grade. Because I got high blood pressure and started freaking out. You know, because I was yeah. just, I was just at a ten for six months straight, and it's like how you, you know, how do we manage? balance like that rage and stay focused on it, but not burn out? Like, let's right. not burn out on it, so we can stay on that fight. And but it's interesting how much that whole like, it, you know, it gets sort of like you get thrown into confusion too. That whole thing of the the fight about like posting the black square don't post the black mm-hmm. square and then all it was like i'm like what well, this has been become all white people fighting <laughs> now it's just white people fighting and white people fighting about each other about who is more woke right and right. then it was like this thing of like why did white people suddenly now make it all about them again <laughs> and it was really yes funny. yes <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is, really it is funny. wild. It is like real wild. It's like, it will be interesting when we all like come together in person again. Cause it does feel like so much is performative right now because mm-hmm. in part not being able to go anywhere or whatever, but it does feel like, okay, I have to show my allegiance, my alliance via social media. Yeah. But then there's certainly like, there are people who do that where I'm like, I work with you and I know you ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, I just, and it's like, yeah, it's easy to post a picture, but where are you when it comes to like treating your black coworkers like people? <laughs> right. Right. And it's sort of like this weird thing of um, the virtue signaling and canceling and the thing. I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know. It seems like this weird course of continually like 
um, virtue signaling by canceling and canceling by virtue signaling. It's a very, right. it's a very strange thing. Like, I don't know. Like I, to me, I just want to opt out entirely I know. and I just know. get on something else. I know. I feel that same way. I feel like, you know, when it was like black square or various posts, I don't get, I, I don't, um, show my feelings in that way or show my, I, yeah, I just don't do it that way because then, cause in some ways it feels like, okay, you have to do it for every single thing. And mm-hmm. I would also, I also kind of assume that the people who follow me, who like my comedy are kind of already on board. So who am I reaching? Right. Yeah. If I was, you know, if I grew up in a conservative Christian town and, you know, everyone around me was like, look at those looters. Yes. When I post, I'm showing my world who I am and I'm taking a risk. Mm-hmm. But as I am now in a space where, you know, I would assume most of the people in my social orbit agree I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, well, like, like, what is, what is this, um, what is this doing for who? Mm-hmm. Is it me? Yeah. Is it making me yeah. feel better? Yeah. I know. What can we do? I mean, what are you, what are you doing like now? Like, what is your day like? Like, what is your time in quarantine and time now? Like, what do you do in your days? Like, for me, like, my days are basically doing the 60 hour cooks, right? <laughs> doing that. Oh, I do a lot of spend a lot of time, um, doing uh, a lot of Netflix, a lot of, I, I have like many streaming service. I finally bent and I, I have a Vicky pass. So I do a lot of dramas. Oh. Vicky, um, Vicky is a, a co- I got the Cocoa K-drama, all K-drama. It's all Asian <laughs> TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watch a million K-dramas like all day long, which is kind of great, but it's so long day. A very, very <laughs> many, many ah. K-dramas. Do, do you have like a thing of the, what do you bid? Do you binge anything? Or oh like my that? God. Of course I do, honey. I'm just like living on. So recent, in the last couple of years, I've discovered anime. So I've been watching a lot of anime. Yes. Hulu has a lot of the dubs and I know that there's a lot of dub versus subs, really factions. I it's like my good. dubs. I'm just going to tell mm-hmm. you, I like my dubs. Mm-hmm. Part of my relax. So I watch a lot of my anime dubs. My Hero Academia is my favorite show mm-hmm. of them all. But then I'm also watching... Kake Garui, which is, it was like a high school for gamblers. Like a lot of high school for blank where kids have like Ooh. powers and do things that don't make sense. Okay. And then okay. <laughs> any like British crime drama. Ooh, I just okay. finished one called Giri Haji and it was like a ja- oh, Japan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. my God, girl. Yeah. That yeah. was so good. Mm-hmm. I was like into it and I like, you know, but those of course are like short. I don't know. Are K-dramas yeah. also sh- like British shows, like six to eight episodes, six to 10 episodes? No, K- well, K-dramas are um, 16 okay. and the episodes are an hour and a half, but there's only Ooh. one season. But that's still a good binge. Like it's 16 hour binge, and a yeah. half. Yes, yeah, that's a that's good binge. The, yeah. Yes. That'll get you through. Like, you know, I do my podcast couples therapy, like right. Podcasting is the only thing that feels like it can yeah. just go on normally. So it's like that's a podcast. Great. I'm watching my, I'm watching my dramas. I try like, I try to really give myself a sense of a, the days of the week, more so like a weekend versus a weekday. Like I really yeah. try to like stop checking my email by like nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. try to, you know, not put, you know, cause it's just so easy to keep doing stuff. Yeah. And the time already feels fucking interminable. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to say Sunday fun day. Um, but yeah, I'm like watching a lot of stuff. Honey, I started watching Shark Week. You know, you can watch Shark Week from different years on Hulu. <laughs> That's, 
awesome. Yeah, multiple shark really queens. It is like nature's crime drama. You know, I'm in that same yeah, energy following true. a predator. So, <laughs> I do love a British crime drama as well. I love, um, you know, I love some um, Happy Valley. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, I love. I love that, You know, Valley. I love a conflicted. Uh, I love a, a conflicted older woman crime drama, <laughs> like a crime suspect. You know, I like yeah. a flawed heroine, like a you know, like a. I gotta try crime suspect because you're not. The, you're, not you're the second person to mention crime suspect because a friend of mine was watching, and especially because apparently has a lot of seasons too. So I'm like, I gotta do yeah. that one. That's so a, wait, do, that's a classic. How do you feel about Broadchurch? Oh, I love Broadchurch. Ugh. Except, you know, Broadchurch. Again, Broadchurch. I was like, there's not enough. I wanted to keep going. Yeah, it was so short to me. Yeah, I know. Like, they do that. I, it was they so good. Broadchurch was so good, but I feel like the actors were too expensive, and they oh, had to yeah. just get out. They were like, oh, we can't afford to do. Everybody was such a star. Whenever David Tennant shows up, you know he's got the whole budget. The whole budget yeah, is David Tennant. Like, they had to just like pay him out. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, they couldn't afford to do any more episodes. That show, Broadchurch was too good. It's yeah. so good. I know. I love. I love it. I love it because like I like procedurals too. Like he, like I've seen every episode of Criminal Minds a thousand times. Like all I want to mm-hmm. be is like a lady detective on TV. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it is procedure. Like they are literally they, every episode's got the system. You know what's going to happen. It can be more like comfort viewing because even if it's like oh no, a killer, you know they're going to solve it right every single episode. Yeah, these yeah. British shows, as you said, like complicated heroin. You're not always getting closure. You don't know who to trust. Yeah. I love that. It's like, yeah, it's I like, love that. You have to focus. Like, you know, normally I can, a lot of shows I can watch and like playing, half playing a game on my phone or some shit. Whereas I feel like with the British shows, I really have to concentrate because someone can give someone else a look and you know everything. And yeah, it's like with the British shows, you're like, wait a second. Like, the, you're really, they really fucking throw you. <laughs> and you're really kind of like, wait a second, wait a second. And they really bring, you really have to pay attention and they really, you're really rooting for everybody. And then yes. you also hate everybody. Too. Yes. 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 Because <laughs> it's like, even the people you know you're know are bad are like so scheming. And you're kind of mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to see how this plays out. Like I want them yeah. to get their way. Now, would you recommend a K-drama to myself? Do you think that there's something there I could find? I think that, um, well... If you like horror, I mm-hmm. do. Uh, I would say a good one would be um, the Kingdom. Um, Is that zombies? The That's zombies. Okay. All right. All right. You know, you like the third person to say the Kingdom. I the Kingdom is really good. It's really good for. Um, it's really good for right now. It's really good about. Uh, it's about. Uh, it's actually really about leadership. Hmm. which I think is really powerful right now. It's about yeah. leadership during a pandemic. Okay. It might be too real. That might be too real. Margaret. It's, but it's <laughs> actually like, it's, it's really about how we can all step, step up and be the leader. And it's really um, kind of about okay. calling up the leader within ourselves. And uh-huh. I, I really got a, well, a lot out of it emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it's really about calling up the leader within and standing up for what's right within. And I right. really, I thought it was a really beautiful, and it's a beautiful, it's huge production values. Okay. And um, it's it. relatively short. Okay. Um, 
And then uh, what I, oh, and then I also love Ite One Class, which okay. I thought was really good. Ite One Class is also Netflix. It's a K-drama. Okay. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of, uh, it's like the, about the new Korea, how Korea is trying to change okay. and grow. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So it's interesting. Um, also, uh, Prison Playbook. Is also about a new career. So those are those are those are the newer the newer ones that I think are really good. Thank you very much. I will because like I do feel like I'm at this point. You know, we're what five months in, where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna try it. There's so many shows where I you know have you know you especially you scroll. You're like one day, one day, and it's like that's today's the day, bitch. What else you doing? What else you doing? And so. I just been watching so I'm just like trying everything as I told you Shark Week. So I need some I know. New shows. Shark Week is good. I do I I do like um also I I need to start One Piece. That's the anime that I have to I have to get into. That's the one One Piece, one piece is the anime or it's like a an anime and then you know what I like too? Any sort of uh Arrow Guru anime. Not like Arrow like the kind of uh Junji Ito Anime like Eroguro that like real I I read the Eroguro like the Tomi books. Okay, There's okay, I'm really na- gnarly like scary like yeah. To- Tomi is like the um she's like the character. There's a movie called Jennifer's Body that's like mm-hmm. an American yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really gory, but it's all all about like the 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 scary like sort of vampire zombie chick that's like super hot, but she just eats everybody. Yes, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's that's it's the it's the main it's a manga. Um, but I guess it's an anime too. There's like one called the one I the one I liked, but it only had like one season up. It's called Parasite, the Maxim, and it's like a world where these parasites inhabit human bodies. Uh, yeah, but then yeah. like the way they do, like it's like you know they look like a regular person, and then when they want to fight or kill, they just like it's like their head splits open, and it becomes this like giant creature with like sides on the end of their uh hand. Like it's wild, and I was just like, give me more, and <laughs> it was. It, but I'm always, like, watching that stuff because I'm, like, it's cartoon. And, for instance, you know, your main character will sometimes be a – will usually be a young person. But then I'm, like, is this for actual children? I don't think mm. it is. Mm-hmm. But then they make the focus, like, a high school boy. You know what I mean? Who's like yeah. – Because basically the main character, the parasite, tries to take him over but doesn't finish. So mm-hmm. he, it's, like, him and the parasite coexisting. So I love it. And it's like a, yeah. And it's like one of those where you're like, it gets pretty bloody, but really good. I need to get into it. Yeah. I need to get into, I need to get into anime and then yeah, today is our someday. So we're getting into it. We're getting yeah. Today is someday. Today is someday. That's poetry. That's poetry. Yes. Um, where can people find out about you and where they can find your podcast and what is all of all the things you <laughs> that they can find you at? Well, my podcast is Couples Therapy Podcast. We um, talk about, like, we have comics do sets. It was a live show. Now we, you know, inquire. We're just sitting down with folks and answering relationship questions and chatting. Co-hosted by my betrothed, Andrew Beckerman. Uh, So you can go to CouplesTherapyPod.com for episodes. Visit me on Instagram. I'm always popping off the mouth. At Blacktress Comedy. Yes, it's Blacktress. I used to have a day job, honey. We had to be under wraps. Um, and Twitter at Blacktress. Um, yeah, those are the things, honey. Just uh, content. Content, content, content. Content, content. And then and when we're done with this, let's um, let's create um, a procedural. Yes. Oh my, okay. Wouldn't that be great? Margaret, you and I fighting fucking crime? Are you kidding me? Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be so great. It would be so, so good. We would literally, so 
imagine us in just blazers, just in yes. blazers. Yes. I love it. I love it. This is for my dream We're journal. Doing it. Perfect. Right. Thanks right, for having thank me. Thank you. Good talking to you. So good. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Melissa Stetton and original score by Garrison Starr. Over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. Coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark. Yeah, I'm coming out of the dark. Original. Powered by ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.